Friends, grace to you and peace from God who is our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus who is the Christ, our Messiah. Amen. I don't know if you all know this or not, but at the time of Jesus, the conventional wisdom was such that it suggested that rabbis were not supposed to call their own disciples. It was considered bad form. Kind of like, you know, in school, if somebody's running for class president, you never vote for the one who wants it. It's seen to be the, oh, I don't want you to vote for me, and then we vote for them. That's kind of the conventional wisdom, isn't it? It was seen as bad form for a rabbi to beat the bushes and to go and gather a group of followers. The values and the insight of the rabbi's teaching, conventional wisdom held, as it was spread throughout the countryside, would naturally attract others to their cause. Yet, Jesus calls His own disciples. Jesus goes against conventional wisdom. Not only did He call His own disciples, which went against the grain, But any reading of Scripture will show us that Jesus was at many times in His ministry doing those things that were outside of the societal and religious norms of His day. Jesus taught and healed on the Sabbath, which was a breaking of their understanding of the commandments. Jesus eats with sinners and tax collectors. He seeks out relationship with people who were poor, And with foreigners, he speaks to lepers and prostitutes and Samaritans, all brazen violations of the purity laws of Judaism that were in place to keep the people faithful. Jesus proclaims the forgiveness of sins, which was, to the religious elites, a blasphemy. In his very first public appearance in his hometown synagogue, he says that the messianic words of Isaiah 61 are fulfilled in him, which subsequently almost got him thrown off a cliff by his childhood friends and neighbors. Yes, Jesus did not follow conventional wisdom, and in today... In our gospel lesson, he says that it is in his presence, this shaking up of the status quo, this shaking up of the conventional wisdom, that in him the kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus exhibits a confidence of faith and an assurance of purpose in his ministry that was maddening and also subversive in his day. And truth be told, it is maddening and subversive in ours too. Shane Claiborne is a commentator on all things religious, and he spoke at the 2012 National Youth Gathering, and he said some quite thought-provoking things. He shared 
about how he had grown up in a very religious household in Tennessee, eastern Tennessee. And he had been a model young man of faith. He knew his Bible. He lived right. He didn't do the things you were not supposed to do. And he hung out with the people who you were supposed to hang out with. And then, after reading his scripture, he became convicted that he felt like Jesus was calling him to work for justice, especially for the homeless people in and around Philadelphia and other people who were on the margins of society. And so what this led him to do was to participate in numerous acts of peaceful civil disobedience for those people who were homeless, who were being moved so that regentrification could happen. He sat with them as they were being cleared out from one place or another, and this meant that at times Shane was arrested. He opined at the National Youth Gathering that for some, finding Jesus changed their messed up lives into lives for the better. In his case, becoming fully committed to Jesus shook up his easy life and messed it up. He said with a laugh, I didn't go to jail until I started following Jesus. Certainly, Claiborne's journey with Jesus is not without its critics. Still, his desire to speak and live out Jesus' message of equality, to be a light in the darkness, is one that has changed the lives of others, especially those considered the least and the lost. His dreadlocks and his passion for Jesus, though, is not always welcome in polite society. And neither is it easily accepted in many of our Christian churches. Still, the personal change to which he speaks is one that those of us who seek to follow Jesus should listen. The reality for Jesus' followers is that we will be called to change and step out from our comfort zone. All of us. There are zero exceptions to this. And it has to be this way. It has to be this way Claiborne witnesses to if we are going to take Jesus seriously. Jesus calls the first disciples to follow him. The two sets of brothers, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, James, and John. And interestingly, our scripture tells us that they did so immediately. Now, I have been asked, as almost every pastor I know has been asked from time to time, if this means that you are to do the same. You know, leave your families and responsibilities to follow Jesus. And my answer is yes. Absolutely. You are called to do the same as am I. However, I don't mean that perhaps in the same way that you may assume that I do. I am suggesting that like the disciples, at some point in your life, you may in fact be called to leave your family behind for a period of time. And if you think of your life of discipleship, you may be surprised to realize that you have 
Some of you have been called to leave family to go on a medical mission or a religious mission in another country. Some have been called to leave family behind to travel overseas for a global mission trip. Some of you have been called to leave your job from time to time to best raise your children or to go back to work and be away from your family so as to help your family make ends meet. Some of you have been called to leave your family to love for another, to love to take care of another loved one who has fallen ill. I remember when the boys were young, we were living in Cincinnati. Heidi was finishing up her seminary work. She would be gone for several days a week for an entire year to attend seminary at uh, Trinity, um, at the Trinity Seminary up there in Columbus. And it really wasn't that bad, actually. Um, no offense, Heidi, I love you. Um, but basically, Noah, Mike, and I ate wings and pizza and Skyline Chili and watched sports. In hindsight, perhaps that led to my heart attack. But there, that being said, <laughs> I, don't, I can't blame her for that. But I'm sure you can all probably think of other such scenarios where following Jesus meant that you had to step out of your comfort zone. So I could tell you, no, of course not. You're not supposed to be like the disciples and leave everything behind like they did, but that would not be honest. Following Jesus means that you are going to be asked to step out of your comfort zone. And following Jesus will be, I think always, to a degree, even if it's just a little bit in that moment, following Jesus is going to make you uncomfortable. We may find the immediacy with which Simon Peter, Andrew, James, and John respond to Jesus' call to be uncomfortable and unnerving. But think about it from another perspective. In your life, when you have come face to face with the reality and the promise and the possibility of Jesus to affect change in your life, to bring you healing, to bring you comfort, to bring you redemption, to erase any shame or pain. When, when you have come face to face with that, and when you realize that Jesus could possibly use you to help offer that to others, let me, let me put it in that perspective. When you come face to face with the reality of the grace and love and healing of Jesus Christ in your life, how can you say anything other than yes, Lord, here I am. You've all been there. All of you. I would dare say that's why you're here Sunday after Sunday. Because you who have met that Jesus who said, follow me, and you said yes. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this about the fisherman. He said, having been called, the fisherman could no longer remain in obscurity. For they were the light of the world, the city on a hill which must be seen. Friends, that's you. You are the light of the world. You are the city on a hill. You are have been blessed to be a blessing 
in this world in the name of Jesus. Frederick Buechner, the famous writer, wrote it, put it this way. He said, the place that God calls you to be is the place where your deep gladness, your unique gifts, talents, your passions meet the world's deep hunger. Where your deep gladness meets the world's deep hunger. How can we say anything but yes, Lord? Here I am. When this happens in our life. So I encourage you to not let the inconvenience, the uncomfortableness of this call to be disciples of Jesus keep you from being bold and courageous and authentic. Dare to follow Jesus. Dare to follow Him into the adventure of faith, for as you do, He will take the beautiful, unique vessel that you are, and He will shine through you into this world of darkness. He will shine His own brilliant light. For there is no other choice for us to make who seek to follow Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.